Welcome to Devotion AFC. To all of our church members, we're glad you're here. Hopefully you share this by now. All that silliness is out of the way. I'm going to get into it. But first, I've got to get some turkey. Because what else does a preemie baby eat? You know, right? All right. In Jesus' name. God's going to bless us tonight. Some turkey here. And uh, just some HEB organics. Trying to be trying to be healthy. And uh, yeah, the church does have a landline, by the way, Jose. Good question. So this is what this is a spiritual picture of what happens to a lot of people. Some of y'all don't understand you well in a minute, but this is some some turkey, and um, this is a like a three ounce baby, so uh, pretty small. What happens is is you just you just feed right here, and just sometimes they don't want to take it. You just kind of force feed a little bit, and you just push, just kind of smash it in the mouth like this. That's it. Good, good. Okay. Yep, that is a picture of a lot of people at church. That's a picture of a lot of people who um, they have the Word of God. It's all over my laptop now. That's awesome. It's all over my laptop. The Word of God, but it chokes It chokes them. And so the scripture tonight that I want to give you is 1 Corinthians 3 and 1. And I, brethren, Paul said, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. He says in verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. You were not able to receive it. And even now, you're still not able to receive it. You are still carnal, for where there are envy and strife and divisions among you, you are you not carnal and behaving like mere men, like mere men. This is the reference I want us to teach on tonight and talk about tonight. I want us to talk about the fact that at AFC, at every, at every real church, there ought to be a balance of preaching and teaching uh, the Word of God on every level. And I want to declare tonight we serve milk and meat at our church. We serve milk and meat. This is so important. And it's a reason why a lot of people don't, don't like church. It's a lot of why, the reason why people that have been in church a long time get frustrated. And it's a reason why people who are new to church get frustrated. Because we don't have a balance of milk and meat in the church. Even though there is supposed to be one in the kingdom of God for people who are brand new and people who have been in the church for a long time. So um, here's the context. Whenever you're new in church, you have to take it slow because just like a baby, just like a real baby, you have to make sure that you're not being choked with the Word of God. Uh, that's, that's what's happening here. And so there are levels, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. In Corinthians, the Apostle Paul uh, admits his ultimate goal for the church. And it says, I want you to be able to receive solid food. That was the ultimate goal is I want to be able to feed you with the Word of God to where it wouldn't destroy you or hurt you. That was the ultimate goal that Paul had for the church. Um, I want to be able to give solid food, or as the King James Version wrote, it said meat, uh, hard to digest. It can sustain you longer, but it's harder to receive. I hope y'all are catching that. It is the will of God for you to get to the place where you can receive a word that will not offend you, choke you, or make you want to quit. It's the will of God to get to the place where you can receive something without offense, where you can gain something to digest it 
because if you can ever get on the meat diet, you can begin to go longer with nutrition, longer with power, longer with muscle building and authority, all of those big things we have to have in the kingdom. So the whole goal here for Paul is basically saying, I want to get the church to a place where you can receive greater revelation and deeper studies, more difficult and challenging scriptures. But he admitted, I know that I can't for you. And it is a sad thing to me that many, many Christians, you cannot give them the entire word of God because it would do more harm to them than good. And we have got to get to the place where we've got people who are growing and maturing in their walk with God. And that is on you as a Christian to make sure that you're growing and walking with the Lord. And so I'm going to put this baby down because I realize it's distracting at this point. Uh, let's go on to Ephesians 4 and 11 to see more context on this topic. Uh, Ephesians 4 and 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we should no longer be children. That is the context here. That we should no longer be children. That we should grow up. The whole purpose of having the ministry in your life is to help you grow up. To help you mature like parents do for children to help you grow up. We've got to make sure that we understand that it is the will of God for you to connect to church and to the fivefold ministry so that you can grow up. It is not the will of God for you to stay a baby, a spiritual baby. The reason why you get offended in church after a few years of being in church is because you stay a baby, but the fivefold ministry is trying to give you deeper topics and trying to give you meat whenever you're still stuck on milk. And the reason why you get offended and the reason why you quit eventually is because we assume that you were maturing and growing. We assume that you were actually praying at home and you were actually studying the Bible. You actually cared. You actually loved God. And what happens a lot of times is whenever you stay to a church like us for a while and you go through some of our deeper studies like Great Steps, what happens is you start to realize there are things in the Bible that are harder to swallow and it offends you. It frustrates you. And that's why we have to make sure we understand that it is the will of God to grow up. You have got to first confess when you're new in church. You've got to first confess when you're new to conversion, new to being born again in the water and the spirit, uh, being baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the Holy Ghost. You've got to understand and admit that I am a child. I'm brand new. I don't know everything. And if you don't grow up, then you can be tossed to and fro, verse 14 says, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. And this is the reason why people change churches. People I move around a lot. They're confused. Uh, they, get, they get confused by the wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, the Bible says, and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. It's the word of God that will protect you whenever you're new to church. And so I want to make sure it's very clear in this context here that we've got to grow up. We've got to. And the reason why you've got to connect to the apostolic fivefold ministry is because you are a young child. You are a young child in Christ and you've got to receive everything you need in the first uh, first years of your conversion so that you can build enough bones and structure and grow to a point to where you can get to that stronger meat, that deeper walk with God. That's so important we understand that we don't just get the Holy Ghost and become this mighty people that know everything and we're, we're totally amazing at everything that we do. Verse 15 says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So somebody go ahead and just say it out loud, act weird wherever you're at. I've got to grow up.
I've got to grow up. So let me make it clear here, a few points that we are not all on the same level. I want to make sure it's super clear right now that we are not all on the same level. I, I think I've made it pretty pretty uh, clear through both of these contexts that we are all different. Uh, we don't all have the same spiritual teeth. Uh, we haven't all developed the ability to digest the same. And you've got to kind of know who you are because I think sometimes we don't even look in the mirror and say, I really don't know a whole lot. I, I act like I do, but I don't. I, you know, here's how you know that you're you're still a child. You know, you you get easily offended. You're not faithful. Uh, you know, you you can't do as much. Uh, it's just like the physical realm. You can tell that you're not really there, and so you've really got to focus. You've really got to make sure that when you're new and you're you're not mature, that you're confessional, that you, you're submitted, that you're asking for help, that you're seeking leadership, because you're in such a vulnerable place. You've got to make sure that you do that because we're not all on the same level. And we've got to get this in the church. We've got to understand this. We are all on different levels. Everybody's like, oh, no, I've been baptized too. Jesus loves me. That has nothing to do with your levels, right? Uh, you can be loved and not labeled by Jesus. I mean, you're not an apostle just because you're loved. So, so just because you're loved, just because you're saved or you're born again, all that stuff, uh, that's great. But we are on spiritual maturity levels. Some of us have developed more and we can handle more. That's just the truth. But rest assured. The purpose of the milk and the meat is to help us grow up. And that's the one thing we have in common is that we all need the word of God to sustain and to grow and to mature. We all need it. We just got to find out what we can handle. That is so key because the, the faster you can handle the meat, the quicker, the quicker you can begin to sustain and build more muscle and become more powerful in the kingdom. Uh, let me say it like this. If our spiritual development is symbolic of our physical growth, there is an unrecognizable you in your future. There is somebody that you're trying to become that you've never become before. And so right now, you have got to imagine that I am going somewhere. You've got to imagine I'm going somewhere. Like a child has to dream about their future. We've got to think this way about our walk with God and our growth with God. That we are going somewhere. There is a future that I, I will be different one day. The pre-born again you should be different from the just born again you because this is a process. This is progressive. And the just born again you should continue to be different from the grown up mature born again you. So you should not be the same way that you were a year ago. You're not living right. You're not growing. You're not progressing. You're not moving forward. Remember, this is not about elevation and, and, and this is not about elevation. It's about navigation. Okay. Salvation is not about elevation. It's not about your highs and your lows. Uh, David confessed that there's times I'm in the valley, but I'm still victorious before my enemies. It's not about how high up or how low down you are. That is not salvation. Uh, but what salvation is navigation. Repentance is directional term. It's about where you're going, okay? So make sure you understand that you're going forward, that you're growing into maturity, or you are, your growth is stunted. You're not eating properly. Uh, you can't survive on just milk. And the reason why some of us are weak is because we've been in church five years and 10 years, and now, now we're just, we're on milk. You understand you're addicted to milk. And the problem is, is you can't sustain the power that you need on milk. And we've got to get free of milk. Uh, we've got to get free of weak lessons. We've got to get free of weak Bible studies. We've got to get free of this candy preaching that most people have these days. And the reason why the YouTube is full uh, of just one-liners on how to have your best life now is because we can't take meat. Y'all know I'm telling the truth right now. 
Y'all know I'm telling the truth right now. We, we get turned off. We get mad. We change churches. We get frustrated because the meat, to, I mean, it even happened to Jesus. He, he was teaching about how he would become the, the meat and the bread and the blood, and they would have to eat and consume him, spiritually speaking. And his disciples left him because they were offended by him. They could not swallow the truth. They couldn't take it or handle it. Oh, God, help us, Lord. Help us to receive this word tonight. Let me, let me just keep going, all right? Let me give you some examples. Hebrews 5 and 12. For, for through by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need, you need someone to teach you again. The first principles of the oracles of God. You've got to go back sometimes and you've got to relearn the first oracles or revelations of God because you keep wanting to go on forward, but we can't give it to you. We can't give it to you because you haven't mastered your meat and milk. We can't give you the meat. If you can't master the first principles, then you need to go back and, and start over. If you can't master the beginnings of just learning how to worship, go to church, be faithful, read your Bible, and get into some, some time of devotion every day, if you can't do the basics, how can you go into the gifts of the Spirit? How can you go into deeper walks with God? You've got to make sure. This is what he's saying here. You need to make sure that you go get taught again. Find someone to help you. Stop just studying and be taught because a child needs someone to guide them, to help them. And so that's what he's saying in Hebrews, that, that you've come and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. That's what the Bible says. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and and evil. This is the definition of the spiritual mature. Maturity knows righteousness and has the ability to know the difference in good and evil. That is maturity. Maturity knows this is not right. This is right. Maturity can recognize without a rule or a law or somebody standing over you all the time, always looking over your over the back of your neck, staring at what you're doing. Maturity knows how to live right, get a conviction, do it without everybody always bossing you or threatening you all the time. That is maturity. Maturity can feel and sense that this is not right. This is good. This is not right. This is evil. This is wrong. That's what maturity does. Immaturity always has to have a pastor thumping the pulpit, th slapping him on the Bible, telling him it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. Rules, rules, rules. That is immaturity. That's what you do for someone who's brand new. But that is not the fulfilled will of God for your life. It's You've got to get to a place where you can figure that stuff out without somebody always hovering over you, breathing down your neck. And so maturity knows righteousness and has the ability to know the difference in good and evil. Um, I, I need all of our new members at church and newly baptized believers at church to believe this Bible when it tells you you're just getting started. You, you've got to confess it. I know that you're hurting and you're insecure, and I know that when you get in church, you want to you wanna join quick, and you want to be one of the band, one of the people. You want to be cool, and you want to belong. But you've got to understand what the Bible says about you. When you get in church, you're new. There is seniority. Yes, there is. Not favoritism. There's not people that are better than. There's people that are further than. That's probably a good way to say it. You're not better than, but you may not be further than. And so this is this is about direction. It's about a race. It's about getting long distance. It's about staying in the race. Some people have been running this race longer, and they ought to be in a place where they can consume more and have more and know more. And so that's so important that you confess it and you know who you are. 
Don't, don't think that you are ready for me if you are brand new. You need to get your foundation right. Resist the urge to settle, ladies and gentlemen. Resist the voice that says, I have arrived. There's no room for pride in spiritual progress. You've got to stop that spirit that comes against you and says, I'm good, I'm good, I, I come to church. Oh, oh, I'm good, all right, I do this. You've got to stop the urge, resist it, and make sure that you are progressing forward to where you can mature, where you can become mature. Also, I just have to pause and say this. We are saved by our obedience to God. We are not saved just because we did something in the past. We're not saved by our, our past obedience. We are saved by our present obedience. You've got to understand that, that it may be the will of God for you to have milk last year, and it may be the will of God to have meat this year. And if you're not taking the meat this year, you're out of the will of God, and by default, you are not saved. We are only saved through obedience. And so if you are not obeying this season of your life and you're still living on milk when you've been on milk for five years, then you could very well be lost. You could be lukewarm. You could not be saved. You've got to understand it's progressive. You're only lost when you get off the path. You're only lost whenever you stop running in the race. If you're not moving forward, that's lost. You can make a mistake, but just get up and keep going. It's directional. It's directional. It's about a heart. It's about a passion to go forward. It's about going forward on the path. And if you continue on this path, you will not recognize yourself in a few years, and that's exactly what you want. You want to, you want to confuse everybody. Oh, wow. You want to confuse everybody. I know I have been here for a little over, over five years. I've been pastor a little over three years. I am nothing like the guy that came here five years ago. And some people might say, well, that's confusing. I want to have a pastor that I, I know who he is. No, you don't. You do not want a pastor or a leader that stays the same. I don't want to I don't want to know. I don't want to know everything about you and that's all I know about you. I want to see something new happen in your life. I don't want to just know who you've been. I want to believe in where you're going. Uh, I, we've got to talk about this today. This is so important. The, the church is full of confusing moments because people are changing at a rapid pace, and that is the will of God, that you should be able to not know who I am, but you should just be able to know that I'm going forward. And, and the will of, it's the will of God for us in the church to go forward. And that means that we ought to confuse our enemies, our friends, our saints, and our members that sit beside us, our loved ones, our family. We ought to see them at Christmas every year and be different. And they ought to look at us and go, I thought you were this way, but now this year you're that way. It's because we're going forward. It's because you don't need to know who I am. I don't want you to predict my every move as your pastor. I don't want you to know all about me. People, people say all the time, they go, well, I know about pastor. This is how he is. No, you don't know about me because I'm not going to be that man next year. I'm growing. I'm walking forward. You can stay where you want to stay. I don't want you to figure me out. If you figured me out, that means I'm not going forward. That means I'm not changing and growing and maturing. That's like telling your kids, you'll always be this way. How ridiculous is it to tell your, your children at five that you're always going to be playing with the toys? You're all, you know that's not true. Do your kids confuse you? They don't confuse me. They're growing up. We should have a church full of people that are unpredictable because every year they do something new. Every year they grow in their walk with God. Every year they become greater in the things of God. Don't You, you should never predict us. You should, we should never be predictable. That's my point. 
And so I know people should look at me and, and my family and my wife and say, well, well, this is different. He's changed. He's so different than what he was. How do we know we can trust him? You don't trust that I'm going to stay the same. You trust that I'm going to grow. That's the trust I have in people. I don't have a trust that you will stay the same wicked person that you've always been. I trust that you will grow in righteousness. I trust that you will become closer to Jesus and you will not be the same person you were last year. You don't want to ever put people in a box and tell them that they can't change. So you ought to be thankful when you see people changing. Don't get frustrated. Don't be like, I just figured you out and now you're different. Don't do that. All right? Let's go forward, guys. Let's go forward in Jesus' name. The Bible has so much more to offer you than just going to church, saying a few prayers. Oh, man, I love the Word of God. It has so much to offer us. But the reason why we skip over certain parts of the Bible is because we tell we can't chew it. I mean, it looks good, but we're confused. We scratch our head and we look at it and go, that's not for me. You know what? If the Bible's not for you, then you've got a lot of work. You've got a lot of work in your life. If there are scriptures that are not for you, then you've got to confess, I'm a milk Christian, and I, I may be in time or in need of time to grow up here. And so there are, uh, there are a lot of references or a lot of scriptures that are meat scriptures. I want to mention a few here in a moment to help you understand, okay? We're a meat church at AFC. Um, we're not afraid to talk about mature subjects at AFC. Um, when I do my, my devotions here publicly, we, we broadcast this out uh, on our public page. I have never shied away from difficult topics or subjects because I believe that if they're biblical, they should be talked about. I know that some pastors will hold stuff back because they believe that, that people don't want to hear it. But I think we should never hold anything back. I just think we need to declare the difference between a milk message and a meat message. There are some things that are not for everybody, and there are some things that are for everybody. Um, the Bible doesn't necessarily put everything in categories. Well, this is difficult for you, so don't do it. This is not, it's kind of common sense. So here's the theory. Uh, don't speak on anything meat because people won't be able to chew it. The, the problem is, is there are people out there ready for meat, and there are people hungry. There are even, even Christians that are listening to this video and you're thinking, I already know about prayer and all the milk, right? I already do all that. But what about the scriptures that are hard to chew? And I feel like as, as men of God, it is our responsibility to help cut up the meat and, and help provide it so that it's a little bit more palatable, a little easier to digest. Um, and so we are topics that we deal with at AFC that are very challenging and difficult. Um, and here's the reason why we do it. Because some people are hungry and they're ready right now. Some people in our church and in the world have a big appetite. Some people are ready for more and they deserve to be filled and fed on the level that they're at. Our church cannot maintain power and growth. In fact, if you don't have a meat ministry in your church, how do you ever serve the people who need the milk? If you focus your ministry around milk only ministry, then who's going to care for the new people and serve the milk? It, it doesn't make any sense to me. A church has to have a depth to it. Any church that not have a depth to it, not have meat ministry happening, is going to end up having a weak future. And so we've got to have mature, tough subjects. If you can't take it, don't take it. That is the bottom line. If you can't handle what I teach or what we teach or what the Bible says, then don't. If you're not ready for it, then don't. But don't dismiss it. Don't cast it aside. 
Don't say, well, then I'm, it's not for me. It is for you. Meat is for you. It's just not something you can handle. Don't blame the Bible. Don't blame God because the meat is hard to chew. Blame yourself for not being as de dedicated and not growing as quickly as you should. Blame yourself for loving this world and not wanting to keep the commitment that you made to Jesus to follow him every day. That's the problem. The problem is not that the Word of God is too hard. It, the problem is not that the Bible is too difficult. The problem is that we're not hungry. The problem is that we are not mature enough to handle it. And so we can't blame the Word of God. We can't get mad at God's Word. We can't be like, well, those are some scriptures that are not for me. Yeah, that's what's happening today is you've got massive churches that have omitted half the Bible. And the reason they had to omit half the Bible is because half the Bible is meat and they can't swallow it. So at AFC, we're going to serve the whole thing. And you just got to know whether or not you can take it. That's it. Um, we got people that want ribeyes at AFC. You know what? I can cook some steaks. I know how to do it physically, spiritually. And every now and then, we're going to throw out some ribeyes at AFC. There are people who have the basics down, and they want to keep going. And you know what? We got to do that. Uh, I've got people at AFC that want me to teach more advanced topics all the time in the ways of God. And since the Bible doesn't really define meat and milk, I would have to assume that meat is anything difficult to swallow. So if I talk about a subject that makes you get quiet, makes you kind of want to go out of the church service, or makes you want to turn off the video, then you're not ready for the meat. And what you do in those moments is say, God, I can't take this. I need to get recommitted. I need to seek your face. I need to go back to the milk and get my prayer going again. Get my Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're, if you're not doing the milk right, you will never grow to handle the meat. There is always a breakdown in your teeth when you haven't invested in the milk. And if you don't invest in the, in the nourishment of the milk, you'll never develop the ability to take the meat. And that's why the scripture said in Hebrews, go back to what? To the milk and get the nutrients so that you can handle the meat. Don't, don't, don't say I'm a Christian. I'm a milk Christian. No such thing as a milk Christian. There's a season of milk and then there's the rest of it is meat. And so you've got to make sure that you do this you do this correctly. Let me hurry on tonight because I want to make sure that my children are still alive. Okay, here we go. I, I want to give you some topics that have been hard for people to swallow. Now, look, we're a Pentecostal-style uh, church. Um, you know, we believe in the, in the Word of God. We believe that the, the first church is the church we should model after. Obviously, I'm not wearing a robe or riding on donkeys, so we're not weird. Like, So understand me when I say that. But when I use the scripture, there are, some, there are some references that just trip people out. They lose their mind. And I, we've got guests all the time that come to our church, and they come into AFC, and they're, they're sitting there staring at us. And I know why. It's because we, we do things by the Bible. And, and they don't know that we're doing things by the Bible because we don't have time to tell them all the things that we're doing are biblical. They probably came from a church or watched some online videos and never heard it. They probably grew up in church and their mom never told them because they went to a church that didn't teach the whole Bible. I, I, I know why we are in the position we're in these days. I get it. But, but still, there's meat messages in the church and meat ministry. And here's one of them that just makes some people say, I can't handle this. And they get a little scared when they come to church. Um, it's how to praise God. Okay, this I don't know why it scares people, but it does. Romans 15 and 9. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this reason, I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again, he says, rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. By the way, that's us. We're Gentiles. Yeah, that's us. Just wave at me if that's you. We're Gentiles, unless you're a Jew, and we're glad that you're here. But most of us here watching this are Gentiles. And it says for us to confess among the Gentiles 
I will confess among the Gentiles. Sing to your name. Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, which means clap your hands, okay? All you people. So there's clapping, there's rejoicing, and there's praising. And I think we all know through through just common sense that that's loud and that involves a physical body to be involved. This is New Testament references on praise. And people get weirded out by praise. Like, oh, I'm not a praiser. That's a style of a church. No, it's not. It's not a style of a church. It's biblical. This is something that's hard for people to swallow and they get a little scared when they come to church because they don't understand. We're celebrating, we're worshiping, we're praising God. And it's so hard for some people to get their minds wrapped around it because they think we're weird or they're odd or we're different. We're, we're biblical and that is weird and that is odd to the world. Uh, let me go further. Hebrews 13 and 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips given thanks to his name. That means you should be out loud using your lips to create that fruit of praise to honor his name, the name of Jesus, lifting it up. That is something that is not done inside your heart and your spirit, but this is something people choke up on for some reason. They're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not about that praise in life. Uh, Luke 6 and 23, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Yeah, I'm going to say it again because that, that, this scares people. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for indeed your reward is great in heaven, for in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. This is talking about persecution in the last days. Okay, we should be leaping for joy because of persecution. Leaping for, if you're supposed to leap because of persecution, then why would you not definitely leap for sure without persecution? And we're worshiping God and we're having church. There's going to be some leaping and people get choked on this. People get choked up on the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, tongue, talking, prophetic, people knowing stuff about people, uh, faith, all miracles, signs and wonders. All of those things are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and people get hung up on that. But it's biblical. It's real. The gifts of the Spirit are real. You come to AFC and the Holy Ghost is moving and God's Spirit's moving. And guess what? There might be somebody over here you hear speaking tongues real loudly. And everybody in the church gets kind of quiet, waiting for the interpretation in our language because that is biblical. And we do it that way. And then all of a sudden, many times you'll have somebody speak in the known language of everyone that is there, which is English for us. And they'll speak that out. And God will give us a word. This is the gifts of the Spirit. And some people think that's weird or strange or odd, and they don't think that's for us, and they can't take that. And there's a lot of churches that you, you see online, a lot of these big churches, it's like you never that never happens. That those things never happen. They don't believe in those things. And that's because it's a meat message. It's a meat ministry. Um, we get in the subject of giving financially to the cause of God's kingdom. And this is what some people choke up on. They're like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I, want, I don't mind going to church, stuff like that. But there's some things it's like, I can't handle it. And they get mad, they get upset, they get frustrated. Like, I can't believe that church only talks about money. Um, so actually, we use the Word of God when we talk about money. Acts 4.36, I'm going to just bypass the whole Old Testament, which is pretty much full of opportunities to talk about how they gave uh, financially. And I'm just going to go straight to a very current, updated, modern uh, scripture that uh, will help all of us understand that this is something that's hard to swallow. Uh, the Bible says, and uh, Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, this is uh, Acts 4.37, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So this is a New Testament post-Holy Ghost revival church that you know we say we're Pentecostal, we're apostolic, and we believe the book of Acts. Acts 2.38, Acts 2.38. But God help us that we preach anything after Acts 2.38. This is a meat message. This is a meat ministry. It's right here in the Bible. It says that they literally had such a passion 
to fund the kingdom that they sold land and they brought it and the, the money from the land and they laid it at the apostles' feet. This was a common occurrence in that day. People are getting hung up on tithing in the Old Testament. You, you don't realize how much beyond tithing the New Testament church went. Tithing was the minimum, the bare minimum. It was the one mile. Jesus taught go to. I'm only teaching this and explaining to you that there are topics in Scripture that we completely overlook and we just ignore them. And we go, that was cultural. That was back then for them. Yeah, it's 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 anything that does we don't like, we call cultural. Anything we don't agree with, we say it was back then. It's funny how you can use whatever Scripture you want to prove your point to your friends and your buddies whenever you want to and post them online. But if they use the same Bible against you, you're frustrated and you say it's cultural. It's not for our time. This is This, is, this chokes people up. It chokes you up. And if you're not ready for the Word of God, you might not be. You've got to go back and get back to prayer and fasting and Bible study and seeking God, falling back in love with Jesus. That will help you be able to consume and endure the tough teachings. What about teachings that say submit to your spiritual leader, which are so foreign in the day that we're living in? Uh, people think it's a power trip that spiritual leaders have, but it's completely biblical. Um, this is just another one people choke up on. I'm trying to give this example before we get into the milk part. This is our meat ministry. This is the kind of stuff that people get frustrated about, and they're not ready for it. Hebrews 13 and 17, obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls. And they must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable with you. A New Testament reference. This is talking about the church. This is biblical. This is a scripture that is so clear right here. Obey those who rule over you. This is your choice, by the way. We don't make, we don't make that for you. You make it for us. You're the ones that choose to submit. And you have people that you choose to be over you. So it's nobody. We don't make anybody do anything. Once you give us that permission, then we can watch out for your souls and we can give a good account for uh, eternity for you. And so my point is, is there are many people that are new to the Bible. They're new to church in 2022. They weren't raised with a Bible study at home in a godly environment. And uh, you may never have been told that it matters that how we look and how we live and, and, and what we do with our money. You may never have been told that. There are so many people that we know we love, family, friends, different denominations, um, every, every denomination out there, that people grow up and they go to church their whole life, but they have family in church, and they have never heard these scriptures. There are so many that are not taught. You know, we're supposed to study ourselves, and, and we're supposed to seek study to show ourselves approve a workman who needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of the word of God. So we're supposed to be dividing the word of God rightly. We're supposed to be growing, but we don't because we wait on someone to hand feed us. We wait on someone to, to, to get a message off YouTube. We don't go to the word of God, open it up and say, you know what? I want to know every difficult scripture. I want to know everything that's hard. Uh, look, y'all, meat is actually better than milk. I don't know why we can't get our head wrapped around that idea. I mean, most people would rather, if you go out to eat on Sunday, it's like, would you rather just go drink milk or would you go get a ribeye? It's like, uh, give me the ribeye. I don't understand why we wouldn't fall in love with the most challenging, difficult scriptures. I mean, this is what God wants from us. He wants us to grow up to receive the word of God that's difficult. And we run from them in our hour. We run from them. We are of these scriptures and God help us to fall back in love with the word of God so my point is 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 yes there are many people that they did not know these scriptures existed they didn't study them and when they hear me talk about them they're sitting here going what I'm supposed to do that yes absolutely this is for you um, this is for you uh, there's teaching about women's hair in the Bible I'm gonna give you a few more because right now you know it's gonna start really getting into where we live there are teachings about women's hair and men's hair. 
um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is a letter written to the church, okay, in your Bible. Go look it up right now. It, it starts off talking about submission. It talks about the placement of men and women. And then it talks about the sign, the outward sign of that submission and how we can be covered. It talks about how hair is a covering in 1 Corinthians 11. And it literally says that the woman's hair is not to be cut, that the man's hair is to be cut. He's supposed to have his head uncovered. It's, it's just a symbol is what it is. It's a distinction that women and men are different, which it goes all the way back to the very beginning that we should understand. But that is right here in the New Testament, in the church teachings. But how many churches do not teach it? Why do they not teach it? I know why they don't teach it. Because it's meat. Because it's something that will cost you. Women will have to be asked, why is your hair long? Why, why are y'all doing that? Look, if it's in this Bible, I am not ashamed to teach it. And why would you be, if you're a Christian and you're not a member of our church and you're watching this video right now, why would you not stand up and defend the Word of God? This whole world is tearing itself to pieces. And we, we can't even defend the Word of God as Christians. I don't care if you're a Pentecostal or a Baptist. If you believe the Word of God, why can't you pull up 1 Corinthians 11 and stand by it? Why can't we as Christians rise up in this hour and say, forget denominationalism, forget that the Pentecostals believe it. Hey, we were believing praise before elevation worship ever did it. We were, we were, our, our history was doing all that stuff, was praising and believing in, in, in the power and the move of God. We were the first to bring instruments and all that in and, and, and shout and dance and have a good time in church. The Pentecostal movement, this is, this is our history. They, they've all been trying to copy what we're doing and that's, it's not personal. My point is they've been copying it because it's truth. And people are looking for truth. People want it. They just they always tweak it with a little bit of carnality. So, so I want to make sure it's so clear that can we please defend the Word of God? Every believer, every Christian out there, why would you try to defend your personal carnal desires to cut your hair and look like the world over the, over the Scripture? Can you please own it that it's there? I mean, at least defend it and say, well, this this is this or this is that, but it's right here in the Bible. And we and we think it's a man-made thing, or we think that we can't talk about this stuff unless we're in a classroom in the back of the church. It's there, but it's meat. That's the point I'm trying to make tonight. It's a meat scripture, and there's so many like it, and we skip over it, and we we get uh we get all insecure because our family and friends don't agree with us. But what does the Bible say? They're not ready for it, but you can be ready for it. Stand on the word of God. First Corinthians eleven, it talks about it, it's there. I, I could even get into all the teachings on the difference of men and women's apparel. Uh, Deuteronomy 22 and 5, The woman shall not wear that which pertains unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Yes, it's Old Testament, but the word abomination means that God hates it and that God will always hate it. Why am I talking about this on a public platform where anybody that's not a member of our church could be watching this? It could turn them off because this is a meat message that our society doesn't want to receive, but it's still truth. It will sustain you. It will, it will make you powerful. We've got to receive the Word of God no matter if it's popular, no matter if people do it or not. I don't care what you know Christian religion you think you're a part of. It's the Word of God. Why can't the Christians get the Word out again and start to live by it? It's an abomination. That means when God said, I hate it, it will never change. He will never stop hating the fact that men and women don't dress according to their gender. It's right here in the Bible. It's forever settled. Uh, it's got a lot of New Testament context that supports this same very thing. Okay? 
Um, teachings on decorating in, in our bodies and ornaments and jewelry. People think it's ridiculous. They're like, "What? why would you do that? Hey, look, y'all, all this outward stuff, all this stuff is all supposed to be done after the milk is over. I'm not talking about this tonight because I want everyone out there to start doing it. I want you to get the milk right so that you can receive the rest of the Word of God that is hard to swallow. There's so many milk Christians that don't want to go to a church like ours because they don't want the rest of the Bible. And we can only be who we are. I can only be who we, the church is all we can be. I can't be a watered down version so that we can grow faster or get more people or make more money. That's not our calling and mission. We, we are going to be judged at AFC for preaching the word of God. Every single scripture, we will judge us. Every single line in the Bible will judge us. And if you're not getting fed that, then it's a disservice to you. And I want to make sure that's very clear tonight. So, so teachings on decorating our bodies, this is a meat ministry. It's meat because it's hard to swallow. It's meat because, oh, I, I can't do that. Everyone will see that I'm different. Exactly. It will, it will be a sacrifice. I know. I know it will be. I know it will cost you. That's exactly right. It's a maturity thing. Not knowing the difference in good and evil. Not knowing whether I should do this or not. It's a maturity thing. You've got to stay with the milk and grow until you can receive the rest of it. Ain't nobody pressuring you to do all this stuff right now. I'm just trying to teach tonight. There are levels. There's the milk ministry and there is the meat ministry. You need both. You have to have both to be saved. You cannot stop your walk with God at just a believer. And by the way, if you believe, you believe the whole thing, not just the part where he died on the cross for you, okay? You believe the whole thing. All right, so let me give you 1 Peter 3 and 3, and then we'll get to the milk part, all right? The milk part, I mean, the, the 1 Peter 3 and 3, do not let your adornment, that means what you hang on you, what you put on you, be merely outward. And the references here are arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on a fine apparel, fancy clothes. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. This is a New Testament scripture that talks about your bodies. I, I know we all know there are so many Christians that do whatever they want with their bodies. And tonight I'm not trying to change them because I'd have to do a long Bible study on that. That's not the goal. In fact, I would never even talk about it to someone unless I got them through the milk. My point is to prove that there are so many Bible scriptures that people just turn over and say, that's not for me. That's not for me. That's cultural. Yeah, we pick out one we like and we throw away the other one. This is the problem. This is what we've got to break a revelation through to people. You've got to get this across to your friends and your family that, that are saying, no, it's not for me. No, it is for you. You're just not ready for it yet. And if you're not ready for it yet, why? You've got to find out the root of why you're not ready for it. Uh, I could go on and on about the teachings and what we allow into our eyes and ears of music and video. People think we're crazy. We've got scriptures for all that stuff. What we watch and where we go. There's teachings on marriage and divorce. It's biblical. And yet we just skip over it. Well, it's not for me. Well, my situation is so unique. No, it's in the Bible. Teachings on not murdering innocent babies. It's right there in the Bible. Teachings on being a racist. It's right there in the Bible. All of these things, all these difficult subjects for people, all these hot topics are in the Bible. There's so many I could go on and on and on. Deep things people don't want to hear. They don't want me talking about. They want me just to move on, talk about how God loves us. God loves us. Well, if God loved you, he'd send somebody to preach to you. If, if, God, if God loves you, he would send somebody to, to talk to you tonight uh, on this online message, okay? All right, now let me close, and I'm almost done. Wow, it went forever. All right, here we go. I need all the steak lovers to understand something tonight. We are also a church of milk. AFC does not just go around teaching on these tough topics all the time. 
that we know our place. We know when it's time to discuss the tough messages. And we try to do it the right way. But we are also called to be a church of the milk. Paul called some members of the church babes or babies in Christ. Not a derogatory term, not meant to offend you. A truth statement so that you know what you're capable of, your limitations and what you need, okay? So this makes sense considering when we come to Christ, we're born again. We are new. We don't have it all figured out yet, and we've got to learn. And it's okay when you're new. It's okay when you're new. Babes in Christ implies that you don't have to be like most of the church to be in the church. Aren't you glad that you don't have to come up at AFC, get the Holy Ghost, become a believer, start in our Bible study programs, get a growth, and be like everybody else? You don't have to. I'm so glad when I look across our church, not everybody has long uncut hair because that means we've got new people who are new from the world and nobody ever taught them. Nobody's ever loved them. Nobody's ever showed them the word of God. I'm so thankful we got people that come in church and they're still struggling smoking cigarettes because that means we've got new people that need the milk of God's word. They need tenderness. They need nurturing. They need a pastor who can be patient and love them and pray for them. I'm so thankful we've got people that are broken that come into church and, and they don't dress according to the scripture. That means we've got people that are hungry and brand new. I'm so thankful we got people that come in and they still don't watch the right stuff and, and maybe they're not living the right way, but they're, they're seeking the milk of God's word. That means that we are a milk and a meat church. I'm so thankful that our church can stand for both and have a balance. That means that we are reaching new people. And so I want to make sure it's clear that AFC is a milk ministry church. We understand how to be patient, how to be loving, how to take our time so you can figure out your steps and your crawling and you can get to the place where you can walk and get your training wheels and learn how to ride the bike. Our church is not in a hurry to pressure you or to push you. Our church understands you need time and patience to love you. Listen, y'all, at AFC, y'all know, you members of our church, you know, there are people that it seems like we're not helping them at all. They come and they don't, don't seem like they're changing. But listen, we've got to prove to people and to ourselves and to Jesus that we love new people. No matter how they look, no matter how they live, we've got to serve them the sincere milk of the word of God so that they can mature. We're not going to ever quit on people. People will quit on us, but we won't quit on them. We've got to preach the word of God so that they can be free, so they can be fulfilled, so they can be nourished. We've got to love people that come in off the street, love people that come in that are brand new, love people that come in here that are Baptist or Hindu or come from different religions. It doesn't matter. We're going to love them and we're going to serve them and we're going to be there for them through their trials and tribulations and we're going to serve them milk, not because they're lesser than. We believe all life is the same. Whether you're an infant or you're an elder, you're still valuable to God. We're going to love you, but we're not going to hold back on the meat ministry just because you're not ready for it. We're just going to love you through it. If you are not ready for all of the word of God, get ready because you can't go forward if you're not prepared to do everything the word of God says. You don't have to do it overnight. You don't have to change everything overnight, but you do have to take step by step 
You do have to take one mile at a time. You do have to look in the mirror and say, I've been looking this way, acting this way, and doing this for the past five years. I have not changed. I, I, I'm worried that I'm not even on the path anymore. You do have to look in the mirror, and you've got to compare yourself to God's Word, and you've got to reevaluate your hunger and reevaluate your desires. It is very easy to go to church for a while and be backsliding on the pew. It's very easy to go to church for a while and start to backslide in your passion because you go to church. This is why I, I felt recently to post this on Facebook that, that we're, we're to be hot or cold and not lukewarm. The book of Revelation warns us. Lukewarm is dangerous. Uh, lukewarm is so dangerous because it's not growing. It's stagnant. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you fit. You've got to find out where you are today. You've got to know if you're still new and struggling or if you're the mature saint of God that can take it and you're ready for it. It is so important that we figure this out. So I am thankful tonight. I am thankful tonight, as I wrap this up, that our church has multicultural people. I am thankful our church has a multi-generational people. But I also want to be thankful tonight that our church is multi-spiritual. I am so thankful we've got multi-spiritual people. We need to respect, watch this, we need to respect each other's speed in the church. Not everybody, not everybody is going the same speed. And we've got to give some grace to people who are slower. We've got to encourage them to keep moving. Our number one job in the kingdom is to talk to people to where they want to go. They want to move forward. They want to receive the word of God. You don't have to do anything. No one's going to make you do anything. All we're going to do in the kingdom is love you. And all we're going to do is preach it. And all you're going to do is decide if you want to eat it. That's it. That's it. That's how it works. You know, people are like, don't go to that church. They make you. We don't make people do anything. I'm going to stand here, and I, actually, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to teach and preach the Word of God. This is not about me. If you come to our church, I promise you, you're going to get the Word. You're going to get it taught. You're going to get the context. You're going to get the history. You're going to get the whole package of it because I'm not going to go to hell over preaching a false doctrine. I'm not playing games with it. This word is smarter than me. I don't care how smart I think I am. The Bible will always be smarter than the pastor at this church. The word of God will always be greater than us. We will always submit to the word of God. No matter if we like it or don't like it, Hey, we've got to receive it. We've got to figure out a way to chew it. We've got to figure out a way to receive it. We've got to create an atmosphere at AFC to where we can respect each other's speed. That's right. I see you commenting that. We've got to learn how to look at someone and not be like they're a sinner, but look at them and go, they're new in the race. We've got to look at people and go, they're, they're new to this. They don't know how to do it. So let me go over there. I'm mature. Let me help this person get, get better at it. You know, we, we say stuff like the church is full of, the church is full of what? The church is full of two types of people. People that are drinking milk and people that are eating meat. We're not, we're not a hypocritical church. We're a church that has broken, hurting people that need our help. You know, not everybody that goes to church is on the meat diet. And so you've got to be careful lumping everybody together into one, into one group or category. Uh, we're a milk, meat serving church. And there's going to be people that they can't take it and they're not ready for it. You know what? They'll, they'll, if they're going to stay, they'll eventually know they have to eat that meat. But, but in the timing that God has for them, until then, we love them. And you might not be able to do great ministry if you're on the meat, on the milk ministry because you're weak. You don't have the strength of the muscle. That's okay. You know, you just got to gotta hurry and get that meat ministry. You got to hurry and get to the place where you can receive the strength so that you can become a mature Christian. Um, 
One more thing here. We may be moving at a different pace, but always remember we're all trying to go to the same place. That's our goal at AFC. So I hope that this video has helped tonight. I hope that I've made my point clear that the church has to have both ministries. You have to have a ministry for new people, and you have to have a ministry for people who have been in church a long time. I've got to help the 70-year-old the who's had the Holy Ghost for 40 years, and I've got to help the people that are brand new atheists that have been abused. They don't even know why God is real. They ask questions like, why did bad things happen to good people? Okay, So I've got we've got to have a ministry for both. You, as a member of our church, you have to have a ministry for both. You cannot get frustrated with new people. You cannot get frustrated and, and never hold back the Word of God. If people get mad, let them get mad at the Word of God. Let them get mad at that. You know, they, it, But we, we are not there to offend. We are not there to hurt. We are there to teach the Word of God. And it's up to people. We don't force feed. You can't force my baby out. You can't force feed this baby. I, you can't get some milk and just... You can't do that. You, you will choke this. So it's all about what they want. All we've got to do is provide a way for it to be served. And they have got to receive it. You know, we work way too hard in the kingdom, y'all. This is not up to us. You know, we, we, are, we are called to sow. We're called to plant. We are not called to grow fruit. We're called to cultivate. To cultivate. That's, that's, that's culture. To create a culture environment for growth. I can't make any new person that comes to AFC want anything. I can't make them want it. I can't force it down their throat. I can't scare them into it. If they're not hungry, then it won't be organic. It won't work, okay? So we've got to just give the word to people. We've got to find out what level people are on. We've got to love people on the level that they're at and be patient because God is going to send brand new people from our community at Dell Valley right down the road from Tesla, this growing area, and we want people to come into our church. And yes, you're going to see a lot of women in, in dresses and skirts and hair, long hair. You're going to see people that look different from the world. But my word, why would you want to go to a church that looks like the very world that you're trying to run from? I do not understand that. Look, the way that we look is a manifestation of what we believe. We believe women and women are different. We believe you should cover up. We believe all of these things that are that are falling apart in society. We believe the opposite because we're the church. There's there's God and there's man. There's holy and unholy. You walk into AFC, Austin First Church. You walk into a holy place that is nothing like the world. Shouldn't that attract you? I'm sorry if, if you think that we, we've come across like we're better. We're, we're not better. We're, we're, we might be more holy. But that doesn't make us better. That actually makes us more loving. If we're more holy, then we love you more than you love us. So I hope that this makes sense tonight to our community, to the members of our church, that our church is a milk, meat serving church. And we want everyone to feel the love of God. But we also have to stand on holiness and stand for conviction and righteousness, and we have to stand against evil, and we can never ever cater to the babies of the church at the expense of the warriors of the church. We have to serve both diets at AFC. Whenever you're a part of AFC, you're going to get both diets. We've got classes, we've got levels, uh, new steps, first steps, great steps. We have all of that for you because we want to give you what you need. So if you don't believe in a lot of the things we believe in, come to AFC. Come in here, worship with us, lift your hands up, drink the milk, Grow in your walk with God. And I, I'm telling you, this happens for everybody. And this is probably what scares some of y'all. If you walk with the Lord enough in, in, in prayer and dedication and the Word of God and having a pastor in your life, you begin to learn how to eat meat. And this is what scares people. 
it scares you that you might end up being something completely different than what you are right now. Don't be afraid. That's that's fear. Y'all y'all hear that? You gotta you gotta keep people, that your friends and family, community members, from being afraid of the church because they'll become something, nothing like they are right now. In fact, if that's not why you come to church, you won't make it. If you don't want to change, you won't like it. You shouldn't like any church. The whole purpose of the church is for you to change and not be like the world. If you're not getting that in a church, it's not a real church. It's not a place of safety and freedom and liberty. It's not a powerful place that gets you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So it ought to be contrary to culture. It ought to be unique and different. When you come to our church, you walk in. It's like walking into a brand new place that you've never been. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God help us as the members, as leaders, to love new people and make them feel at home. But also help us never to compromise what we believe. Help us just to be sensitive, Lord, to when to feed the meat, when to give the meat, and when to give the milk. Look, if, if they can't take it, don't give it. Don't give it. Oh, help us, Jesus. Help me, God. Help me, Lord, to not give something that someone's not ready for. And please don't you be offended by me if I don't give it to you because you're not ready for it. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to damage you. Make that your prayer as a, as a church member, as, as a Christian. God, I want, to get, I want to feed this person, but can they take it? Maybe if you could get them on that milk for a while, they could get to the maturity level where they could receive greater understanding. Don't ever let anybody that needs the milk talk about the meat, all right? Don't let them get on that topic. And if you do, tell them, this is not something for you right now. This is something that God will work on later. And they may not like that because they can't see, a, the baby can't imagine eating meat. I get it. It takes a lot of faith to talk to a new convert or new Christian and say, trust me, you will grow. That's the best thing you could ever tell somebody new is, trust me, I was there. I grew. You can too. That's the best message because they're afraid. We, we've had, let me just kind of give you one more thing because I, I try to go about an hour. I'm right there, okay, because I opened up a little bit of silliness or whatever. But new people come to church and they get they get afraid and they get scared. You know, this doesn't happen to other churches. Other churches, everybody dresses what they want to dress. Well, I guess that's not true. I mean, try try going to the big church in Austin with a bikini on. They'll probably tell you to leave too. You know, our standards just a little different than theirs. But but you come in our church and it's it's a very biblically based church and we don't go culture, we go scripture. And if you ask us about anything, I can explain it all to you. It's it's there. I give the Bible says all of it. People get turned off and here's why. They come in and they go, I won't fit in here. I mean, it's like it's like having a baby show up to uh, to a nursing home. I mean, yeah, of course, in the beginning, you won't fit in that culture. But if you give it time, you will acclimate to the culture of maturity. So at first, yes, you, it's going to be a little out of place. But if you're if you're brand new and you're hungry for change and you're thirsty for change, you will endure anything to be changed. The biggest problem we have is when people who think that they're saved come to visit our church. And then they look around and go, well, if I if I have to do this to be saved here, I'll go down there. Y'all, we literally believe in the whole word of God to be saved. We do not teach a doctrine that says you can be saved and ignore half the scriptures, okay? So if you truly want to be saved, you'll come into AFC and you'll say, tell me why all these Bible scriptures I've never been taught. Tell me why, pastor, that this has all been here and no pastor's ever taught me. Tell me why. And we will tell you why. We'll teach you. We'll show you. We'll love you. And we will help you, if you're ready, receive the meat. But don't be afraid. That's what I feel to say. Don't be afraid. 
Tell your friends and family, don't be afraid of the Word of God. Get this off of Pentecostalism. It's not Pentecostalism. Uh, we're Austin First Church. We believe that we are the first church. We believe we're the truth church, not the perfect church. We're the, we're the church that seeks truth. It's our number one agenda. We want to be right with the Word of God and right with God. That's it. Not with the world, not with man, with God and the Word. That's it. So tell people, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what it will cost you. Don't be afraid of what you will have to change or look like or be. You, that all will become organic. No one's going to force you to do it. i got to close, y'all. I've got to go check on the children. Plus, little baby Roxanne here is in need of help. And poor Roxanne, she actually is not Pentecostal, as you can tell. A little bit. Anyway, that's just a joke. Y'all can laugh on that one. Y'all don't have to get mad at me. But Hey, we love you guys so much. And we, we hope that you're growing. If you're Baptist or you're non-denominational or you're someone's family friend that shared this, I just want you to know that at AFC, we get it. Don't judge us. We won't judge you. Wow, did you ever just say that was kind of cool? That's not a minute. I'm going to close my laptop. Not that you would know. Don't don't judge us and we won't judge you, okay? It goes both ways. You know, everybody's like, I'm going to go to that church. Don't be judging me. And I'm like, um, would y'all not judge us? People come in our church all the time, look around like, oh, this church is not for me. And I'm like, you might not be for it, but the church is for everybody. Uh, not everybody's for the church. Wow, I don't even have a mic to drop. I don't even have a mic. I will drop the baby. I don't even have a mic to drop right now. But you know, you... You might, you might not be for the church, but the church is for you. I promise you that. And so don't judge us, okay? Don't judge us. When you come to AFC, you meet us. You, you give us some time to prove who we are before you write us off saying that, that we're cultish or we're legalistic or we just live by rules. No, we don't. We, we believe the Word of God is real, all right? Hey, we love you all so much. Um, you know, I, I, I know tonight wasn't really that funny or anything, but I just was hoping it was some practical teaching for, uh, for us right now. So, hey, we love you all. God bless you. And we hope that you have a great evening. Let's pray in Jesus' name that God will touch the sick. Um, my wife has been feeling sick for the last few days. She did get an at-home test. I don't know how accurate they are. It said that uh, it said that she had COVID. And so my wife, we're praying for her and uh, she's been quarantined um, away from us. And we've, we've felt decent. I think I've, I've got something different that's more like, like stomach pain or cramping that happens uh, after I eat like certain meals. So it's something going around with that too that several other people have. So there's a lot of sick going around, a lot of pain. Me and Aspen at night barely can sleep. So uh, we get it, all right? We get it. It's it's tough right now and we know COVID is spreading right now. And what I like to do sometimes, I like to just stop, take a break. We know we have two services to go for Sunday. We'll make up tonight's service, uh, spread this word, Facebook Live it, get it out. Let y'all take a night off and uh, and then we'll get right back into it. Garage sale, any community people, local people want to come. we got a big church-wide garage sale. We're trying to do Bible quizzing uh, fundraiser. If you want to come out, you can do that. Uh, Saturday, 8 o'clock at the church. And Friday night, we're trying to set up for some stuff. This is all pending, everybody, and, and you know, feeling okay and COVID and all that. So that's our plan. But uh, I'd love to see y'all's little fun comments. It looks like y'all have already quit watching the video. You are talking about Roxanne. And, uh, and and all the all the stuff that Roxanne did, I'm glad she could steal the show. It's amazing. So thankful for that. $3 baby from the garage sale. By the way, if you want to purchase Rox Roxanne, uh, $3.95 right here, and uh, you can get Roxanne. So yeah, pray for my wife. Uh, others with COVID in our church, it's been spreading around. And so we're we're believing God's going to heal and God's going to touch um, in Jesus' name. We believe God's going to do it. Um, I tell you what we'll do. Let's just pray. Ask the Lord to touch right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would move right now, God, and heal every sick person. 
Many people, God, being affected. Many homes have been wrecked right now with COVID. Uh, it takes days to get over. It hurts. It's painful. And by the authority of the name of Jesus, I pray for it to stop. We realize these seasons will happen. And Lord, we believe in your name and your power that you are going to deliver us, every one of us, Lord. You're going to heal our bodies. There's a lot of suffering right now, but we know you're going to touch. Uh, one of our elders, Sister, Sister Hannah, has COVID, and we, we want to pray God's hand of protection on her. Sometimes it's tough on the elders, but we know God's going to touch them, and you're going to touch them, Lord. I trust in you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for your word tonight. Help us, God, to know where people are. Help us to give the right word. Help us to grow and mature. It is your will for us to be completely biblical in every way, not just the parts we like, not just our traditions, not just where we come from, but help us, God, to do the word and, and lose everything else to follow your word. I thank you for your grace and your mercy in Jesus' name. Keep us safe and bring us to church on Sunday and everybody say in Jesus' name. And God bless you all so much tonight. We hope that you enjoy devotions. I always enjoy doing these uh, every now and then. That's probably a better way to say it. I enjoy doing devotions every now and then. Uh, not all the time because it's weird talking to the camera. It's weird seeing yourself. It's weird talking to y'all and seeing your comments. So, hey, I love y'all. Uh, I'm going to dismiss. All right, God bless. I'm going to end it. Y'all ready? Here we go. Throw you a little heart up there, a little laughy laugh sign, a little, little thumbs thing. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Call us if you need anything. Reach out to us. God bless you. Oh, I hate that you just joined, Connie. We're just hanging up. We love you anyway. <laughs>